Here's to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. Cause the dreams bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. Teeth Ocean House Cafe. Daryl chases me down Wilshire Boulevard. We had been working real hard to get the restaurant in working order. We had put the menu together, him and I. We already knew what it was going to look like, so there wasn't any real discussion. We were going to copy Harvey's, where we had worked together before. We rearranged the kitchen, though, because we knew what worked for us, and we could get 300 dinners out in two hours, four hours, whatever it took. And we, what we felt comfortable cooking in, we flew Todd out, because Todd had worked at a hot dog stand before, Jimmy's hot dog stand in Lions. <clears throat> Wait, Brookfield. I'm sorry. To and she knew how to run a hot dog stand, and Todd was rearranging everything in his restaurant part. It was a separate, but not, you know. Um, it was separate, but we could see everything he was doing. If he needed help, we'd jump in. This went on for like a week or two, and we hired all the waitresses, the most prettiest ones we could find. We hired bus boys, obviously, and some line cooks. So we were ready. I was going to host. Daryl was going to be executive chef in the kitchen. And Todd was in charge of the hot dog stand, period. Now, we had to blow off some steam. It was really hard getting all this ready within two weeks. A restaurant is hard for opening day. We had a car that Daryl's aunt borrowed us, Tommy Sue. And we were going to open that Wednesday, we figured. We were going to have Black Mondays, and we were ready. We, we were so confident because we had just left one of the busiest restaurants in the Chicago land area, and him and I were running the whole thing. So we drove down PC Highway and up the exit to Santa Monica Boulevard. First bar we saw, we stopped, we parked, we got out, and we went in. How cool. They have a pool table. I loved playing pool. I loved it. Back then it was just me and the balls. I could see the line of where it was supposed to go, and I felt 
like I was in another world. It was probably about four in the afternoon, and we were playing pool. And we probably had four or five drinks in us. And, of course, I was winning, and I was peeing. Um, I peed off Daryl real bad because he's very competitive. You have to understand, this is like, 78, 79, somewhere in there. When I first met Daryl, I was 13. I wanted to be just like him. He was kind of my mentor to a certain, or a big brother, I should say. He read a book every three nights. By the time I was 14, I was reading a book every week. And... I was improving my vocabulary, although you couldn't tell now because of my stroke. We would have intellectual conversations all the time, debate. We would actually pick a side. That's how good we got. And like they do in the talk shows, on the radio talk shows now, that's all staged, folks. They have to keep you interested. They might both believe on in one topic, but they have to put a bad guy and a good guy. You guys know that, right? They both believe the grass is green because at the time it is. But one has to say, no, it's yellow, and it's dying. And there you have the controversy. So there you have the radio show. Get it? That's what we started doing. And we figured out how they were doing it, and just through conversation. And so at that young age... We figured it out, what they were doing. And we did it, debate. And I'm sorry, I'm digressing again. Ugh, sorry, guys. Daryl's the one who taught me to growl, by the way. Every time he'd get mad at me, he would go, Ugh. And that was quite often when we first met. <laughs> he should have spanked me a lot of times. He's about three years older than me. And like I said, he was a big brother figure. So, like I said, we were pretty snookered. So it was my turn to go up and buy us cocktails. He was back at the table racking them again because he lost again. You could see him. You could see his face getting red. And he was mad at himself. And the matter you get, what happens, what uh, Mafia Jim used to say, my boyfriend, uh, 
my mom's boyfriend used to say, you lose your at, um, if you get angry, your buck goes with it. Okay. So he couldn't help to give himself away. He had piercing blue eyes. And he used to use it like a weapon with the ladies. And his charming, gentlemanly ways. He really, really did. He had that stuff down pat when it came to the women. He was so full of confidence. I remember going to bars with him. I'm digressing again, okay? And we go to um, discotheques. And I would dance and get the ladies. And he would stay at the bar and talk them to him. I heard a lady once say to him, listen, if you stop talking, well, I'll go to bed with you. He said, okay. <laughs> I laughed my tomato off. I thought that was so funny. Hey, it worked. Whatever it takes, right, at that age. You know, and we were young bucks, and, you know, we had our horns growing. Anyways, there I go. And good digressing. Sorry, folks. I'm so sorry. So, <clears throat> I'm ordering drinks at the bar. And I can feel that I've had just about too much. This drink to me will probably be my last. I better baby it so I sober up somewhat. So I ordered a glass of water with it. I looked over to my right and there was a lady there. Now, I love all types of women. Don't get me wrong. She was kind of thick. She had a dress on. It was black. And now remember, it's now gotten to be like 6 o'clock in the evening. evening, And the bar's starting to fill up. And I don't like people. I work with people, but when I'm off... Like right now, I'm alone, and I enjoy it, just my life alone. I'm not lonely at all. I just, I've met so many people that, you know, I just love being alone. And anyways, so she has also... These eyelashes, false eyelashes on. But you can tell. And I don't like women that have too big a eyelashes on that you can tell that it's fake. You know, like makeup, if you put too much on, which this woman had too much on, um, you... It takes away from the beauty somehow, unless you're going for that, and you you know. And she also had a beehive hairdo. 
Use the Google. Find out what beehive hairdos looked like. And it was black hair, you know. So now you have a picture of what she looks like, right? Kind of old-fashioned. Like, she stepped out of the 50s as far as I was concerned. And remember, the black dress to hide her. Anybody wears a black, like me, I wear black, a black shirt to hide your fat. And I call it like it is, I don't care. Anyways, I looked over at her and I said, Hi, I'm Gabriel. What's your name? She said, My name's Melissa. And I smiled. Now, I'm bad, folks. I'm real bad. When I see something that's funny, I act on it right away because you don't get a second chance. I said, oh, Melissa, thank God. I said, bartender, please get Melissa here a drink also on me. Will do, sir. He said, I said, my friend Daryl over there has been checking you out all afternoon. She said, he has? I said, yeah, but he doesn't have the courage to come up here. If it's okay, can I please tell him that you bought the drink for him? That way, he'll come up and thank you. You get it? Where are you guys from? I said Chicago. Can't you tell by the way I talk? Melissa, listen. Let me go over there. And then he'll come right back here. He's going to get excited when I tell him that you bought our drinks. So if you just watch for him, even smile and wink at him, that way he'll know that you're serious. Okay, I can do that. Listen, Melissa... Right now, I can tell. I hope you two have a long relationship. You're his type. I am. You really, really are. He just got out of a long relationship, and the lady looked and spoke just like you. Really? He got out of a relationship with a transvestite. Really? I said, wait right here. And just look in the mirror behind the bar there. And when he starts looking over, then you can turn around and smile and wink. Okay, thanks, Gabriel.
Now I'm walking back with the drinks. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. I think things are funny that other people probably don't think that's so funny. Now, I know, folks, because I have a weird sense of humor. <laughs> Boy, who knows what could happen. That's maybe why I get so much trouble when I drink. I'm sorry. Anyways, Daryl just might like this girl. <laughs> and I got the two together, so I told Daryl what Melissa said. And Daryl, and he's that she had been watching him all afternoon and how handsome he looked. And those eyes really are blue, I told her. And she bought us this round of drinks also, by the way, Daryl. And at least you can do is go thank her. Oh, I'll do more than that. Now remember, he's about five, six drinks in. And I'm about four or five drinks in. So his judgment is impaired. He said, would it be all right if I bring her back to the restaurant and show it off? I said, I'll do one better for you, Daryl. Here, I'll drive you like I'm the chauffeur and I'll call you sir and all that stuff. You'll do that for me? I said, yeah, of course, you're my friend, I said. And you two will be my passengers just like a limousine, you know, and I'll move the mirror so I don't see what's happening back there. You don't want to see that. I don't want to see that, Daryl. And he said, you're a good friend. I know, I said. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so... Even if it go, um, even if it goes, you listen, listen to our conversation. If it goes a certain way, maybe you could just drive around. We'll call it the Plan B, Gabriel. Daryl said, "Quit talking to me. She's looking over here, Daryl. I'm going in," he says. He always does this. He puffed up his chest and starts walking towards her. And when Daryl talks to a woman, he usually gets in real close so they can see his baby blues. And he says real gentlemanly like, how do you do, madam? And I'm sure when he got there and I saw him lean in because I know him so well and real uh, slow and nice-like. I'm sure what he said, How do you do, madam? My name is Daryl. And Melissa probably said, How do you do? My name is Melissa. 
because the next thing I saw is Daryl turning. <laughs> okay, turning his head towards me, and I see his face getting red. Really, really red. Redder than I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's going to kick my tomato. I can just tell. He is not going to stop till he catches me. I've never seen him that mad. He said something to Melissa. <laughs> And she looked over at me like I was the devil. And, yeah, he started coming at me. And, folks, you know me by now. I can't stop giggling. So he goes to one side of the pool table. I go to the other. And I'm getting him madder and madder. But I can't stop laughing. And that gets him even madder. All I can say is, all wait, all he can say to me is, Mother, you know, when I get my hands on you. Now, remember, Daryl was only 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and now I'm 6' foot and just came out of 11 Bravo, for you folks that don't know what that is, uh, it's a infantry, Army Infantry. And that's our call sign, 11 Bravo. Plus, I've been fighting every single day and night pretty much since I got out. And I have a gang or had a gang of 150 guys. I'm in peak fighting condition i really am but i wasn't gonna fight my friend besides i'm the one that caused all this and i think it's funny because it was so finally he got at one end of the bar where you rack him up and he was so mad he picked up a ball like he was gonna throw it at me no kidding. He was that man. And I was at the other end of the pool table, closest to the front door. I saw that front door, and I dashed for it. I went right outside. I made a right and headed for the beach, you know, and we were probably six blocks from the beach. And <clears throat> remember... By this time, I had five or six drinks in me, and he had six or seven. And we so we were stumbling, and I'm laughing and trying to run at the same time. I'm laughing now uncontrollably where I, I'm starting to tear, and I know if he catches me, I'm going to get my tomato kicked. Oh, boy. So we got about two blocks away from the car now and the bar. And behind me, I started hearing laughing. He was kind of figuring out 
my sense of humor. He knows me, and no harm done. So, and we were out of there, you know. So nobody will ever find out about this, Daryl. <laughs> That's our little secret, Daryl. <laughs> So I stopped and turned. I was, he was doubled over. You know how you put your hands on your knees trying to catch your breath? And he was laughing his tomato off. He said, don't ever do that again, Gabriel. I said, do what? I thought she was really cute. And I thought you two would get married. He said, shut up. And we laughed and laughed. We better go back and get the car. He said, maybe I'll make you walk, he said. And I said, or maybe I won't give you the keys. And we laughed again. Please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here. <laughs>